That one, year number four. It's a yank on the footy with Craig Wessels. Let's all sit back and enjoy a chat about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 274 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels, coming from Sandusky, Ohio, smoky Sandusky, Ohio, as we are being inundated from the smoke from the wildfires that are taking place in the eastern part of Canada. Much of the Midwest of the United States is in a perpetual haze over the last couple of days, and it's been uh, an interesting couple of days at work. Uh, grew up and throughout most of my lifetime I've had asthma, but uh, with my weight loss, which uh, I'm now at uh, 150 pounds lost, uh, the asthma hasn't bothered me, although it did trigger a little bit um, this morning when I got up, and I'm not sure if that was something that I ate this morning, but uh been coughing quite a bit today, but uh, we're going to be jumping into the tips for round 16. Now, I'm, I'm recording this after the Brisbane and Richmond game has completed. I was tipping uh, Brisbane to win this one by 10. Looks like they won by a lot more than that. But don't forget that if you're interested in having your local footy club getting a shout-out during an upcoming episode, drop me a note uh, via email at yankonthefootygmail.com. Shoot me a message on Facebook. Find me on Twitter at yank underscore on, on Instagram, on LinkedIn. I love being able to highlight the... Uh, local footy clubs, and in fact, today's club of the episode are the Trafalgar Football Club, the Bloods, and they were formed back in 1888 and have, I think, a really, really sharp-looking uh, logo, an awesome, looks like a clipper ship with the uh, the word victory spelled out on the ship, uh, just a really, really neat-looking uh, logo there, and uh, they are in the Gippsland area. Recently, they had eight of their players representing the Bloods in the East 16U team in the Ellen Bank and District East-West games. And congratulations to those young lads. And on the 16th of July, just in a couple of weeks, uh, they're going to be facing Puwong. And the club's going to be celebrating the 20th anniversary of their 2003 reserve premieres and champions. And they're also going to be establishing their 300-game players club, if you will, for the players who've uh, donned the red and white for 300 games. And... Uh, Hypnotist Andy Venning is going to be the entertainment at that event as well. And I want to wish the Bloods the absolute best throughout the rest of 2023. Now, before we dive into my tips for this week, I did want to make mention of something that I did do um, this week. I'm, I'm working this summer. I haven't worked uh, during the summer, during my off time for the last six or eight years, maybe a little longer than that. Uh, I I'm a school teacher, so I'm I'm off in the summertime. But I'm working at the local amusement park and walking quite a bit uh, with my with my job. And uh, well, <clears throat> I'm setting aside money to hopefully come to Australia during the 2024 footy season. My plan is to spend hopefully three three and a half weeks there to be there for at least two rounds of footy. Uh, my hope is to figure out a way to see games at Marvel, the MCG, Cardinia Park, of course, and I would love to make the drive across from Victoria uh, into SA and uh, see a game at the Adelaide Oval uh, as well. It would be awesome if it was a Cats game there, so we'll see if that ends up happening. But uh, I've decided to immerse myself 
in even more culture. And uh, I'm I'm kind of late to the game on this, but uh, several of my mates here in uh, the United States, I know Lee uh, Howran and Donnie Hess in particular are both uh, avid cricket fans as well. But here in North America, we have a, a TV network that is geared towards uh, mainly um, people of Indian descent. Uh, it's called Willow TV. And for like $55 US for a year, much cheaper than a, a footy club membership in the uh, Watch AFL app. Not getting rid of that. Don't, don't think that for a moment. But uh, I went ahead and subscribed to the Willow TV app because I decided I wanted to go ahead and uh, start learning a little bit about cricket. And... Um, well, I, I, I jumped into my first um, event of watching some cricket, and that was the finals of the uh, Indian Premier League, which was uh, Gujarat and uh, the Chennai Super Kings. And it was structured similar to the Big Bash League, from what I've been able to gather. And it was, it was mesmerizing. And again, I you know for those of you who are maybe new to the podcast, I am a um, person who has spent most of his life as a baseball fan here in the United States. I've been a baseball fan as far back as I can remember, uh, and I just turned sixty a few days ago. But I've become so disgruntled with Major League Baseball here in the U.S. I've not watched a game in at least three years now. I'm so frustrated with the way that the game is structured, the rule changes, the lack of a salary cap, those types of things. But uh, I decided that I, I wanted to start checking out cricket, partly because I thought, you know, with the, the way that the season is structured with the Big Bash League, for example, that's during footy's offseason for the most part. And I don't watch basketball. I don't watch hockey. I watch a minimal amount of gridiron football. So I was thinking as far as the sports activity was concerned, I thought this would be a good one to jump into. So I jumped into the, 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 the IPL championship, which was played at the end of May. And it came down to the final, literally it came down to the final ball bold, if I've, I've got the terminology correct, uh, to determine the winner. And it was just, it was just riveting. And, uh, Really, really enjoyed it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to you know, checking out the, the Big Bash League. Um, you know, I'm going to need a club to follow. Now, as you know, I'm a Geelong supporter, so I'm, I'm a supporter of a small-town footy club, if you will. Um, so I'm going to need your help uh, with determining which club I should follow. I was thinking if I go small-town again that maybe the Hobart Hurricanes would be a good choice. I was told that the Perth Scorchers are kind of the... Uh, the penultimate club in uh, the Big Bash League right now. Now, I, again, I, I understand the ashes are going on right now. I'm not quite ready to dive into that. One, because I'm, I'm working as many hours as I am in this summer job to set money aside for next summer. Um, and other than that, when I'm not doing that, I'm doing yard work or I'm sleeping or working on the podcast or trying to watch footy when I get the chance. Um, but, you know, 
I do want to go back and watch aspects of the Ashes, but I think that watching the IPL and maybe watching some for the 2022-23 BBL is a good start or a good introduction for me. Uh, and I try to come up with an analogy that might make some sense to, to folks in Melbourne, but uh, I think I'm probably better off starting off at the Five Points Bagels in the CBD instead of heading to that 10-course meal that I could get at dinner by Heston in South Bank. You know, I do, like I said, I want to check out the ashes, but I'm not quite ready to, to plunk down that type of an investment in terms of time while I don't quite have grasped every aspect of the game at this point. And, and quite frankly, I, I think it's probably a good thing that I'm watching uh, two teams facing off with one another that have divergent uh, uniforms on. The all-white's a little confusing for me at this point in time. But I mentioned to my son, who is a massive baseball fan, and that, I guess that's thanks to his dad. I coached him for well over a dozen years. Um, you know, he played through high school, through college on the, uh, the club teams in college. He didn't have the time in college to play on the actual school team. But as he said to me, the school team there was not very good. The club team would probably beat them most days. He said to me, after I told him I had subscribed to, to Willow TV and was planning on watching, uh, starting to watch cricket, he said, man, you'll do anything to not watch baseball again, won't you? Which, I guess that's true, because like I said, I'm so frustrated with the game. So let's go ahead and jump into the uh, the tips for this week. I'm going to be joined by Mick Aussie here in just a moment. We'll jump into Mick's uh, picks for the game as well. Again, the Brisbane-Richmond game has already been played. I, I did tip Rich or Brisbane to win this one. Um, and uh, I think that that's you know, a club that is probably locked into a top-four side there. So the next game we've got coming up then, um, or one of the next games we've got coming up, is Essendon and, Saint Kil- and, sorry, Essendon and Port Adelaide. I, the black and red there confused me for a moment on my screen. Um... Nick Bryant's been omitted from Essendon. Uh, Josh Sin omitted. Quentin Narkel omitted. Yeah, he comes in and knocks off the Cats and then doesn't get a game. Junior Rioli back in for Port Adelaide. I think this is going to be a, a much better matchup than a lot of people maybe suspect it's going to be. Uh, well, and I, I guess I should say I think people are going to expect this to be a good game because Essendon is playing good football this year and Port has just been, you know, other than Collingwood, they've been the class of the comp this year. Uh, I Port Adelaide, if they want to have a successful end of the year, if they want to have a successful August and September, need to start winning consistently away from the Adelaide Oval. I think they're going to do it this week. I'm going with Port Adelaide to win this one by nine. Um, I just think that this is going to be a, a great matchup. I'm going to watch as many of the games as I can on delay. Um, I'm going to be at work in about three hours. So by the time you hear this, my work day on Thursday will be over. And then I'm off on Friday and then work uh, Saturday through Wednesday next week. So I'll be getting about 50 hours of work in those five days. And then I'll have three days off uh, after the 4th of July here. So we move on to Heritage Bank Stadium with the Magpies heading up there to face off against Gold Coast. Rory Atkins is the sub for Gold Coast. It sounds like it's about one more week before Tuke Miller's back in. Bo McCreary's playing game 50. Ash Johnson omitted. Harvey Harrison omitted. Billy Frampton back in. This is an interesting matchup. 
And I think this would be a huge feather in the cap for the Suns if they were able to figure out how to get this win. And the Crows, you know, they took the pies to, you know, the, the final horn last week before dropping their game. And based upon what I have been reading, it sounds like maybe they should have had a shot at a free kick at the end of the game. Um, I'm going to go with just a bit of a hunch on this one. I, I am actually going to tip the Suns to win this one by eight points at home. And I know it's not going to be a home crowd for them because the Pies have so many supporters. They're going to drown them out. I just have this funny feeling that this is going to be a game where the Suns show up and take that necessary leap that is going to, you know, they're in finals discussion right now. But I think this is the game that's going to put people in at the point where they say, you know what? This is a darn good side. This is a side that has the ability to to do some damage once they get healthy, once finals come around. Like I said, just a hunch. I'm going with Gold Coast to win this one by eight. All right, and then we've got uh, one of the classic VFL matchups, if you will, from days gone by. The Hawks and the Blues at the MCG. Chad Wingard, Fergus Green, Josh Ward, Max Ramsden back in. Jacob Koshitsky's omitted. Jackson Binns debuting for Carlton. Mark Pitnett injured. Matthew Cottrell suspended. Patty Dow omitted. That didn't last long. Ed Kernow, George Hewitt, Jack Silvani, Josh Honey, Lewis Young joined Jackson Binns in the side. I think on paper right now, Carlton is a better side right here. Now, I think in, you know, Hawthorne has done a lot of really good things this year. They've played well in a number of games. I just think at this point in time, Carlton maybe righted the ship and uh, are going to make that push to try to find themselves back in the eight, um, possibly to only disappoint their supporters right at the end of the uh, at the end of the fixture again, like last year. But I, I think Carlton is the better side right here. I'm going with Carlton to win this one by 11. Um, no Sicily. C.J. Jath is another week away yet. I, I just I just think Carlton has a little bit more going for them than Hawthorne do right now. So I'm going with the, uh, the Blues on this one. And then we head to the SCG for the Swans and the Cats. And that's a 5.50 a.m. start for me Friday morning. I, uh, I'm going to be hopefully awake for that one. I don't know if I'll watch it live because I just, like I said, I'll be getting home from work at about uh, 11 o'clock and I'll be publishing this episode. So I might get about three or four hours sleep before that game comes on. So I may just get up a couple of hours later and watch it on delay and stay off social media, which I, I don't like doing, but it is what it is right now because the way my work schedule is set up for the most part, I'm working... Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. So it's really put a kink in my ability to watch games live. So the Cats are getting healthy. Uh, Salva Radaglia is back in. Patty, Patty Dangerfield's back in. Jack Bowes is sub. Jeremy Cameron's going to be out this week with a concussion. Mark O'Connor is injured. Chad Warner injured. Ryan Clark omitted. Will Hayward is in for the Swans. The Cats... Put a beat down on Sydney back in round six at GMBHA Stadium. So you know darn well the Swans 
circled this game on their calendar. I don't think this is going to be the massive blowout at all that we saw 10 weeks ago. I, I don't think so. I think the Cats are going to win this game on the road. Um, you know, the, the, the Swans have to be flying high after what they did last week to the Eagles. I mean, they just absolutely destroyed West Coast. They humiliated them. They ran up the – they didn't run up the score. They scored a lot of goals. I'm really curious to see how Ollie Henry and uh, Gary Rowan do in filling the void that uh, Jeremy Cabron's absence provides. Um, you know, I, I, I think the Cats, if they are getting healthy, and, you know, it looks like it, we're still a few more weeks away from Cam Guthrie coming back from his foot injury – Cameron should be back in a couple of weeks as well. He may, I don't know, maybe they have him still rest up after this week against North Melbourne uh, to help make sure things are cleared up. It sounds like things are okay, but of course, you know, with the rules being what they are right now, he does have to sit out this week. I'm going with the Cats to win this one by 13 points. I don't think it's going to be the blowout that we saw 10 rounds ago. I don't think so. I think the, the Swans are, are a better side at this point in time, but I still think that the Cats are a better club overall. So I'm going with the Cats to win this one. And then we've got the Bulldogs hosting Fremantle at Marvel Stadium. Caleb Poulter, James O'Donnell, Ryan Gardner are in. Poulter is uh, debuting. Liam Jones injured. Oscar Baker omitted. Riley West is a sub. Tim O'Brien is injured. James Aish is in. Neil Erasmus omitted. Sam Sturt is a sub. Hayden Young's playing his 50th game for Fremantle. Anthony Scott playing game 50 for the Bulldogs. And Tim English playing game 100. I think this is going to be a great ruck matchup here. I'm really excited to watch the uh, Tim English-Sean Darcy clash here. Um, and Darcy had a pretty decent game last week. Uh, and uh, I just... I still wonder what is Fremantle going to do away from home. This has been a Jekyll and Hyde club here in, in recent weeks. You know, they've looked great. They've looked terrible. I don't think they're going to look terrible this week. But I do think the Bulldogs are a better side than them right now. Uh, if you remember my ladder predictions at the outset of the year, I did not have Fremantle playing finals this year. Okay, full disclosure. I didn't have Collingwood playing finals this year either. So take that uh, with the uh, the grain of salt that it uh, certainly should be provided with there because I definitely got that one wrong now, didn't I? Um, but again, I'm going with the Bulldogs to win this one by 13. I just think the home crowd, um, it's just, it's a club that uh, I, I think is just, is primed to, to start making a little bit of a push here. And Fremantle is still kind of just, Holding on by their fingernails. And we get to the Crows hosting North Melbourne. And the Crows, you know, they're, they're kind of licking their wounds. They're frustrated about last week, you know, after the news had come out that, yeah, maybe they should have been uh, able to receive a free kick um, towards the end of the game at the MCG. I don't think that's going to rattle them, though. Um, no real late changes for the Crows. Uh, Lockie Show was omitted, Hugh Greenwood omitted, Phoenix Spicer omitted, Tom Powell injured, Darcy Tucker and Luke Davies-Uniak back in for the Kangaroos, which means I need to make one more adjustment on my fantasy team for this week because LDU has been uh, 
A-B-S-E-N-T for most of the year for me. So I need to get him back in there. Um, North has been playing some competitive footy under Brett Ratton. Yes, they have not won a game since round two. But if you're looking for glass half full signs from the ruse in what has been a tumultuous season with Clarko stepping away from the club, a um, lot of injuries. They have players. They have played some inspired, hard footy. Now they've been blown out in a few games, but they've been competitive in a number of games as well. Now I'm I'm tipping the Crows to win this one, but I think it's going to be a closer game than a lot of people think. I'm going with the Crows to win this one by 11 points. I I, I just think it's going to be an interesting battle between these two sides here. But I think the Crows at home are are going to be just too much to uh, to handle there. And then we get to Melbourne and the Giants, and we're looking at, I believe, still the extended uh, benches right now at this point in time. Um, James Harms playing game 150 along with Jake Lieber playing game 150. James Jordan omitted, Michael Hibbard injured for Melbourne, Lockie Whitfield suspended. Isaiah Cumming, Jesse Hogan, Josh Fay, Matt Flynn back in for the Giants. Adam Tomlinson, Ben Brown, Jack Bowie, Jake Melksham. And the aforementioned James Harms back in for the D's. Um, you know, if this game was being played in Sydney, I might be tempted to tip the Giants. And, and that's not necessarily because of a, an overwhelming, you know, home crowd. Because uh, the Giants are not getting the support that, uh, that maybe they should be getting. Um, but... Uh, since this is going to be played um, in the Northern Territories uh, at Traeger Park, I don't think they've changed this one. Have they? Is this one that they've that they've ended up moving again? I don't think that that's the case. Um, I'm going with the D's to win this one. Um, I, they're a stronger side at the moment, but the Giants, not unlike the the Ruse, have played some solid football. They've come up short in a number of games, though. But they've kind of taken on, as I've mentioned, the persona of their of their captain, uh, Toby Green. They've played some tough, hard-nosed football. I just think the D's are, are a stronger side at this point in time. They need a win to kind of stabilize things after their loss last week. And let's be honest, I don't need to see uh, any more videos of, of Chris Pepper running around online with no pants on. Um, Chris, of course, being the host of the Lace Out podcast, uh, was uh, demonstrating how to hold on to a, a wet footy, and he managed to do that without pants on, which I thought was rather interesting. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going with the D's to win this one by 11 points. I think it's going to be another good contest. And then we come to the last game of the round. And uh, this is at uh, Opta Stadium, and you got St. Kilda visiting the West Coast Eagles. Liam Duggan scheduled to play game 150 for the Eagles. Who knows? He could, you know, get a hangnail and miss the game. I, don't, I hope not. But the way things are going this year, Callum Wilkie playing game 100. Uh, Jack Paris debuting for St. Kilda. Ben Patton omitted. Uh, Paris being joined by Sebastian Ross, Tom Campbell, and Zane Cordy for the Saints. Uh, Harry Barnett. Tyrell Dewar. Not sure if he is any relation to the Scotch manufacturing doers, but uh, you never know. Uh, debuting, Elliot Yo injured. And that sounded like a rather unexpected, untimely one as well there. Uh, Sam Petrevsky-Seaton also injured. So Harry Barnett, Jamie Cripps, Shannon Hearn back in, along with uh, 
Tyler Dewar. Uh, well, let's be honest, folks. The Saints need this win. They cannot afford to look past the Eagles. It's going to be very interesting to see how the Eagles, in front of a home crowd, come out and play after having been beaten by... Heck, the ma- I have to do the math in my head right now here. You know, 120 points is 20 goals. Uh, what was it about? They got beat by about 28 goals, give or take a couple, last week. Um, now, the Saints are going to win this game. Okay, the Saints are going to win this game. Um, and as you know, I don't, I don't put the outlandish numbers on there in terms of saying, you know, that somebody's going to get defeated by 60 points or 80 points, anything like that. I'm going with the Saints to win by 19. Okay, 20. Um, it's going to give them an opportunity to add some percentage onto the ladder. Um, it just, it remains to be seen whether or not the Eagles come back and play with a sense of pride. Um, yeah, there was, you know, evidence of the club. Yeah, we might call it moseying around a little bit of walking during the course of the game, um, last week in Sydney. It's just, it's, uh. Are they are they going to are they going to have you know pride in in what they're doing? Because again, many of these players are playing for their careers. The older players playing to figure out are they going to be on this list next year? Are they going to have a job next year? The younger players trying to figure out are we going to have a career next year? Will we be elsewhere? I don't know the answer to that. I, I don't know, but I'm going to go ahead and go with the Saints to win this and buy at least three goals. So let's go ahead and jump into my chat with uh, Mick Aussie and get into the his tips for the round as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am absolutely thrilled to be joined again by my mate Mick Aussie. We've got, uh, you know, Mick is uh, waiting his uh, delivery of breakfast in bed. Uh, which uh... <laughs> won't be coming. <laughs> won't be coming, huh? I had a couple of bagels. I'm I'm reserving my two last jars of uh, Vegemite up here. I haven't I haven't cracked those open yet. I had a jar of Marmite that I opened this morning. Uh, I don't like it quite as much. Well, as you're Vegemite. supporting the pommies. The English eat, eating that Marmite. Well, somebody some somebody got this for me at uh, for Teacher Appreciation Week because they couldn't find the Vegemite. So okay. said any port and storm. So, well, happy uh, birthday anyway. Birthday present, sixtieth. Yes, yes. I, 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 yeah. You sent me a large cloud of smoke for my birthday. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> the entire country of Canada did that. I'm gonna, like, like South Park used to say a few years ago, I'm gonna blame Canada. Isn't that uh, wasn't that a great song from their uh, one of their movies that they did? Uh, yeah. Well, we're get we're getting back on you. We're getting back on the U.S. a little bit. There you go. We probably deserve it. We do. <laughs> so before we. Uh, before we jump into talking about the tips for this week, um, you know, some really sad news coming out of footy this week with the passing of Matt Rendell. And I know you, you know, being a Crow supporter, you know, have some special thoughts about him. Yeah, absolutely. He helped the Crows in recruiting. And I heard this week that he, a big reason, Patrick Dangerfield, one of your boys, was drafted by the Crows was because of Matt Randell's belief in Patrick Jangerfield as a young fella. But it's more than that. When I grew up, my dad was a West Torrens supporter, so dad would take me and watch West Torrens and the SANFL 
since I was quite young and Matt Randell started playing for West Torrens when I was young and he was a massive big fella, played some great football at West Torrens and then was recruited to the VFL to Fitzroy. So yeah, I watched him play a lot when I was young. So he died of a, he had a heart attack, went into coma and died, I see, yesterday. So RIP to Matt Randell. Yeah, yeah. And another SA legend joined the Hall of Fame this week in uh, Michael Aish as well. Yeah, absolutely terrific fella. Um, I would say not much muscle, kind of like six foot one, probably skinny, terrific skills, quick, very nice man. And I might have told this story before, but I got called up to the Woodville League side and I started on the bench in his testimonial game at Norwood Oval and the place was packed and we got absolutely beaten bad by about 12, 15 goals. So that was quite the experience. Then I <laughs> saw him out on a Thursday night at the Arkabar, a bit of a spot for a drink and a band. And I said, hey, I played in your testimonial game. And he was really friendly. Plus, when I was doing engineering design, him and his dad had a business selling all the paper and pens and whatever for CAD, AutoCAD design. So that okay. was quite a good business. So I knew him a bit through that as well. But absolutely terrific, skillful, great player to watch and a legend of a guy as well. Well, I didn't realize you did the CAD stuff. I mean, that that explains an awful lot about your tech savviness then. Okay, that that I didn't I didn't know that you had done that sort of thing. You yeah, know, that I, got me to Canada. I managed a computer company selling AutoCAD and computers and training and systems. It was cool. quite challenging back then, but the money was there. Yeah, I, 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 uh, you know, I have a degree in geography, and one this, and I graduated, you know, in the early '90s. But uh, one of the courses we had to take was a computer mapping class, and it was interesting because you know this was done with CAD. It was, it, we were drawing, you know, through that sort of thing. It was very rudimentary at that point in time. Yeah. But there was a prereq, you know. So we were we were we were making we were doing the map drawings on IBM based computers. But the prerequisite for that class was a was a code writing class using Apple, the Apple right. Foundation for for writing code on an Apple machine. Before I could go and take this other class using IBM based machines, it made absolutely no sense to me because it was like you know, two ships passing in the night. <laughs> yeah, so. Got some uh, interesting uh, games coming up this weekend, and I don't know if I have them in the actual order that they're being played here, but, uh, you know, as we're recording this, of course, you know, uh, the Lions thumped the Tigers pretty well today, to which, uh, of course, you know, Jack Rewalt said, oh, my, the little, uh, you know, homage to the Wizard of Oz there, Lions and Tigers and Bears, oh, my. Okay, <laughs> let's move on. Uh We've got Essendon hosting Port Adelaide at the MCG this weekend. This is a this is kind of an interesting matchup here, and I'm I'm really curious to see who you're going with on this one. Well, I'm going to go for Port Adelaide. They're favoured by eleven and a half. But what an interesting statistic is the teams coming off the by uh, zero and eight, but apparently seven of those eight teams were favorite anyway so i'm not too worried about that stat yeah no you, i gotta gotta pick the power they'll be keen to play well at the mcg getting ready for maybe a grand final berth and 
as we know, the Bombers lost pretty bad to the Dockers when a lot of people thought they might have beaten the Dockers. So I'll go for right, the power right. there. Yeah, I went with Port as well there, yeah. And then we've got, uh, you know, up in Queensland, you've got Gold Coast hosting Collingwood. And uh, I don't know if you saw, you know, Collingwood went over, I'm sorry, Gold Coast just announced their largest uh, membership total since their inception. They went over 22,000, which for Gold Coast is is quite an accomplishment. Um, I'm curious to what you're thinking about this one here, because. Uh... Yes, could be interesting. You never know with a team like the Magpies when they've hardly lost. When or are they going to have a mental letdown? And as we know, if you're not 100% switched on in the AFL, you can get you can get beaten to the ball and the team can get a head start on you. So, no, I'll, I'll tip the Magpies. They're 10.5-point favourite. Wouldn't be surprised if the Suns hang with them probably right till the last five or ten minutes. Mm-hmm. But what a game between the Magpies and the Crows. Totally the game of the year to me. Watched every minute of it. Disappointed the Crows lost, but the Magpies, wow, eh? they just keep winning, don't they? Yeah, they do. down they at three-quarter time. I think their stats like they win like 11 or 15 or something. Yeah. Well, I went with the Suns on this one. I just think it's going to be – I think this is going to be that that game where they plant their flag in the ground and say, you know what, we are – we are here to contend to play finals this year. And I, I just think it's a it's it's a, a good thing for the comp if they if they find themselves in that position. Um and I just had a hunch, and I'm probably completely wrong, but I just happen to have a bit of a hunch there. So and then we I have mean- one of the yeah, we have one of those classic VFL matchups with uh, Hawthorne and Carlton over at the MCG. Oh, could really not care much at all about this game. I, oh, damn, and it's Saturday, 9 o'clock. Perfect time for me to watch. Blues are favoured by 17.5. They're coming off the bye, which was bad timing for them because they finally had a win. Yeah. Hawks, well, they got beaten by 67 points against the Suns. That's not too good. Bruce still kicked a couple of goals. He's a prolific goal kicker, as we know. I'll take the Blues, but don't really care. Favor by 17. Hawks might get closer than that. Yeah. I went with the Blues on this one as well. Uh, you know, Patty Dow got a game and he's back out again. So um, they gave him his, you know, his, his game for the year. Uh, it's kind of like my, uh, my updated prediction for uh, the Brownlow for this year, where I said that I think that, uh, you know, everybody's going to get suspended between now and when the end of the year happens. So they won't be eligible. And Nakaya Cockatoo is going to get a game. In round twenty-four for the Lions, he's going to get one of the one of the umpires' points, and he's going to win the Brownlow with one point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. It is crazy. I I think they eventually have to change that. That with the way the suspensions are happening for tackles and that sort of thing, I think they're going to have to make an adjustment for the Brownlow. If you're suspending a guy for a game for a for a hard a hard tackle and and this person would have run away with the highest vote total i think that's i don't know i think they're going to need to make an adjustment to that here relatively soon yeah but how i i agree but i'm not exactly sure how they're going to do that that's the issue isn't it yeah that's true but that's why that's why they get paid a lot more money than than i am getting paid to think about those yeah. kinds of things 
Of course. Yeah. So we, we are heading then up to the uh, SCG for the uh, second uh, 2023 clash between last year's grand finalists. And uh, I think this is going to be a closer game than the one back in round six when the, the Swans just got steamrolled. I don't think I think as soon as that game got done, John Longmire pulled out the ladder and circled round 16 and said, see this one. That's when we get to see them again. So, wow. I think it's going to be closer. Yeah, you boys really have had the edge on them the last couple of games. How's that? Swans beating the Eagles by 171 points. That's that's quite amazing how how bad the Eagles are. Well, your mob, the uh what are they called the Pivotonians. Yes. Yeah, uh, they're favoured by two and a half. And if anyone's wondering what I mean by the Pivotonians, they the cats were called that up until a hundred years ago, according to your great guest yesterday, the historian guy. Oh, yeah. Correct. Oh, he was fascinating. He was he was absolutely fascinating to talk with. Just uh... yeah, but I actually didn't know that, so I learned some stuff yesterday. <laughs> yeah, he was he was just a delight, and I I would you know. I would just love to just uh, sit down with him and just say, okay, we've got an hour. Tell me 10 stories and, uh, you know, and just, and just sit back and not say a word. It would just, it would just, just really, really interesting hearing all those things. Yeah. I, I went with the cats, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see what happens without Jeremy Cameron, uh, you know, because it's going to, it's going to thrust Gary Rowan into a bigger role where he's used to being that guy, kind of guy that, you know, when Gary Rowan does something great during a game, he's only going to get, you know, six or eight touches a game, but you, you know, something's going to happen and people are going to go, where the hell did he come from? Well, he's going to be that guy this week, as opposed to that, where the hell did he come from guy? So I'm interested to see how he handles that with Cameron not being in there. Yeah. He's a bit up and down, isn't he? But when he plays well, he does really play well. So I think they'll be all right. The Swans are not that good, really. They are coming on a bit. Obviously, to have such a massive win, you still yes. got to be pretty good to score all those goals. But yeah. West Coast are just terrible, as we know. Yeah, and I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm really interesting to see how you know Redaglia being back in. I think is a huge help. Um, I think that that back six then becomes very solid. Then with him and DeConing in there together. Um, you know, I, I, I bet a Marty kid from uh, Sydney, I think, is going to be a really solid player in the coming years as well. I mean, he's had a couple of really good breakout games over the last year. And with, you know, without Buddy being there right now, you know, and, and I don't know if you know, it, I'm not sure when he's going to be back. Um, but, uh, you know, are are the are the Swans at this point in 2023? And I hate to say this, and I'm going to probably anger some Sydney supporters here. Are the Swans a better club without Buddy in the lineup in 2023? Oh, I don't want to go there, mate. Okay. <laughs> I really don't. Right. I, 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 I'd say no, of course not. No, I still think he's good. And you don't have to leave him on for the whole game, bring him on and off like they right. do every other player. So That's no, true. I, yeah. I'd still have him. And, but yeah, sometimes when he plays bad, he plays bad, sure. Okay. So maybe I didn't tick off too many people then there with that, but I'm glad you let I'm glad you let me off the hook there. So we've got uh, you know, Fremantle who came off that thumping of Essendon, uh, heading to Marvel to face off against the Bulldogs. And and 
I mentioned I'm looking forward to the the English Darcy class here. I think that's going to be a, a, you know a great matchup between the two of them. Well, I believe Timmy English is from WA, and they hope to get him back over there. Eagles, but I can't mm-hmm. see him wanting to. Who would want to? Wow. Who would want to go to the Eagles in the next two mm-hmm. years? No one. Is that that would so, be like that would be like somebody, <clears throat> and maybe this is a little too topical here, but that would have been like somebody in uh, mid-April of nineteen twelve saying, "Hey, you can get a first-class uh, room on the Titanic cheap." Of course, it's at the bottom of the ocean, but uh... <laughs> wow. <laughs> At least you and I are not stupid enough to go in a little piece of metal submarine and go down four kilometers and be claustrophobic and pay massive money and die. RIP to the people that got in the little sub. But yeah, I would never get in something like that. That's ridiculous. Well, that that is true. But keep in mind, one of us here, one of us uh, lived on, uh, you know, an aircraft, you know, an aircraft carrier for over two years, uh, you know, that, that one thing that if anything ever happens, the, the other side wants to get rid of that as quickly as possible. So, um, yeah, yeah it's, uh, yeah. So one of us might be a little dumber than the other one, but, <laughs> <laughs> but so, so what, what are you thinking about, you know, the, the Bulldogs and, and the Dockers here? I went with the Bulldogs on this one. Yeah. They're off the buy as well, aren't they? So, I'm not worried about that. They're 15-point favourite. Dockers are two up and down. They're coming good. Jackson kicked three goals and Amos kicked two. Walters, Frederick, Sarong's playing great. Yeah. Rachel's playing good. But, no, i, I got to go with the dogs. I just think I can trust them more at Marvel. But it's totally a home field pick. If they were playing in Perth, I would have picked the Dockers. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think I would have done the same thing. I just uh... – I think the Bulldogs, you know, have have a lot going for them. Uh, it's uh, you know, it's actually it's Tim English's hundredth game also this weekend. So then we got your mob, the Crows, hosting North Melbourne, and uh, yeah, I know North hasn't won since round two, but they they've had a lot of moral victories if you will you know that they they've done some things well but they've not been able to get over the you know get over the the goal line for the four points but uh are you worried about this one oh a little bit you can always have a mental letdown after a massive game like they had against collingwood and obviously they'd be so disappointed but again bad kicking costs them. they kick one goal five in the first quarter yeah half time they were two goals eight then they had a great third quarter where they kicked seven goals, one. So it was that bad kicking early that ended up costing the Crows a game again against Collingwood. So realistically, they could have and should have probably won both games against the Magpies, the best team in the competition. So, yeah, I do hope the Crows now make the eight because they can, they can challenge the best teams as we see. Crows right, are right. 41 and a half point favourite. Yeah, they they should win well at Adelaide Oval where they do play very well. I went with the Crows as well on this one. I you know, it's North is doing some things well, but there's just not enough there's not enough people rowing in the right direction right now for them to to get across the line against a club like the Crows at this point in time. And should then make them row in a boat to Tasmania and stay there. <laughs> and form the team. There you go. So 
got the D's and the Giants, and and uh, this one is uh, this one's being played up in the Northern Territory. Is this the, isn't this the game though that they had talked about moving? Is this the one that's in Alice Springs? Yes, I believe it is. Okay, because I wasn't sure if they had because I know they had shut down like the footy programs in Alice, and and I don't want to get into because I don't know enough about what was going on there. But supposedly a lot of things had happened in Alice Springs over the last few months that that have have been an issue and i don't know enough about it to comment on it but um you know you got the d's and the giants here um you know the giants have (laughs) have played some solid football this year but i think there's still a few parts away from where they're ready to get back into contending for a spot in the eight but you know and and i think this is a game the d's have have to win yeah they're 20 point favorite well, they kick eight goal fifteen against your mob, the Cats. Well, you can't win when you kick eight goal fifteen. If I got that right, Oliver's still out. That's been controversial, but seems like it is just a hamstring and infected toe, nothing else. And I believe you and your mate, well, you basically called Bailey Fritch a uh, selfish goal kicker yesterday in the podcast. I yes, I did. So, right? Yes, I, I. He's like a black hole. <laughs> you know how, how many I, I i would have to look at the numbers but i i would i would i would wager that his uh his goal assist numbers are amongst the lowest in the comp yeah you don't want to get known as a hog or a selfish player kicking for goal he's pretty good kick for goal i'll give him that oh I yeah absolutely absolutely player, yeah it's like yeah, if he's selfish you don't want that either no it's like, absolutely you know, the giant, you never know when it's played away in a place like Alice Springs. I know the Demons have played there recently, but Giants might give them a push there. I'll take the Demons to win just Giants to get within 20. There you go. Yeah, I, w- I went with the Ds to win this one as well. And then we get to uh, the last game of the weekend. This is going to be, you know, the, I think the most important game of the round um, out at Optus Stadium, uh, St. Kilda visiting. The West Coast Eagles. Oh my God! What a, what an absolute <laughs> mess they are! How, how can you lose by 171 points against an average team in the Swans? It's the first time I think a team has kicked 200 points since 2011. I heard that the Swans doing. Gaff, they reckon's running around with his like a chicken with his head cut off, and he's on 800 thousand or something like. They've won three wins in the past 40 games. It's an absolutely the worst I've ever seen any team ever since I've been following football. And there were some pretty bad teams in the VFL, like the Fitzroy one year mm-hmm. and so forth. But yeah. Eagles are a massive, massive mess. Saints are favoured by 51. Yeah, you'd think they'd win by more than that. Yeah, I I, I, I was kind. I said by 19. So, again, because I don't, I don't put those huge numbers on there, but I won't be shocked if, if St. Kilda adds on to their percentage here uh a little bit this week um which they need to do because they've they've hit some road bumps as well some uh some speed bumps over the last couple of weeks i just you know they're you know they're uh they're kind of sitting in a perilous situation at this point in time right now i mean yes they're at eight and six right now so they're a couple games you know above level but you know you've got four clubs that are seven and seven right behind them that are ready to jump in and uh Two of those, well, I'm sorry. Yeah, two of those have a significantly higher percentage than they do. You know, they've dropped two in a row here. Um, so, 
It's sure looking interesting. Like a lot of teams can still make the eight, so it's going to be a really good, interesting run home. And oh yeah, obviously the teams with the better draws have got more chance. But hey, there's been a lot of upsets recently, so yeah, it's going to be exciting. Last however many games we got left. Yeah, it what uh, eight yeah. games after this weekend, I think, because we're in round wow. sixteen. Yeah. Wow. It's flying yeah, did by. You read my email I sent to Duff uh, Quarters and Barra, the uh, I did. podcast guys. I did, yeah. You uh, you know, I, I went through that. I read it during my lunch break yesterday until somebody came down to sit to sit down and talk with me um uh, about some sort of inane type things there, you know. Um, but I yeah, it's you know, the concussion issue um is definitely a uh um is definitely something they're, that they're certainly worried about, which, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, my, my, my real point is I, there's something I'm not, I'm not understanding because like I said in the email to them, ever since I was playing as a little kid and even before my time, if you got a concussion, the unwritten rule was you miss a week. And it wasn't compulsory, but it was basically enforced, unwritten rule all over South Australia. I'm sure rest of Australia as well. So how are the AFL liable if they didn't know any more than the player about the risks of playing AFL or VFL or SANFL or WAFL or any other league? So that's where I am confused as to why so many players are now putting their name on this list and blaming the AFL. And I don't really want to stick up for the AFL. I just don't see how they are totally liable if they didn't know about CTE themselves. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's a little bit different in the NFL. The NFL players were basically made to go back on. And if not, they'd probably lose their spot. But it wasn't as wasn't really like that in Australia. And nine out of 10 times, the player would go back in Aussie football on their own free will anyway. So there's something I'm missing, and I don't know what it is as to why the AFL is going to be liable in these concussion cases. Yeah, it's... uh, Well, I don't know. Have you seen the, uh, the, the Will Smith film, Concussion? Yes, yes. Okay, because, you know... Because you know the the NFL was you know had some ideas about the issues that were being caused, but the NFL was was really working hard at trying to suppress yes that yes. information from coming out. And the, and the 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 doctor that that Will Smith portrayed in that film, the doctor from the Pittsburgh area who had no vested interest in football, didn't know a thing about football because he was from. The, he was from the African continent, so he was not a football fan who, you know, had a a skin in the game as far as uh, football went. You know, was was the person that that discovered this issue, or at least was trying to make it public. And they, and they tried to, you know, publicly, you know, crucify this man for you know messing with their multi multi billion dollar industry. Yeah, well, that's exactly my point. Yeah, you made the point that I wanted because. The NFL did cover it up. They denied it. <clears throat> but as soon as the AFL started to hear about this, mm-hmm. the AFL made changes to help prevent concussions. So because of that, I don't see how these players are going to sue the AFL, which they are. Yeah. 
I just don't see how the AFL is as, as liable as these players think they are when the AFL didn't know themselves any more than you or I or anyone. Right, right. That's a that's a very good point. I just I I uh I worry about the the yeah, the longevity of the game because of this. And I same thing with with the with the NFL. And I and I you know and you mentioned you know uh, Angus Brayshaw in your letter you know do do we do we find ourselves in a, in a position here very soon where players are going to be mandated to wear those those head coverings like he wears? Well, that was my other point. And yeah. Even Hutchie and Damo and even Quarter said yesterday that that those sort of helmets don't really help with concussions. Well. I, I am I stupid, but come on, let's 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 think about this. The concussion is the vibration of the brain mm-hmm. in the head that hits. It's the it's the movement of the brain, I believe. And if you've got, if I hit heads with you and we're both wearing a rubber helmet an inch thick, well, it's going to soften the blow and thus cause less rattling of the brain inside the head. So. Right. I can't see, unless I'm really stupid, I can't see how if everyone is wearing a rubber helmet, it's not going to help to some level. I really don't. And like I said, when only one or two players are wearing these rubber helmets back in the day, yeah. people would purposely try and hit your head even more, whack it off, punch it off, whatever. So in some ways, if you're the only one wearing a rubber helmet, there's no advantage because you get hit more. But if everyone is wearing a helmet, surely that has to help with concussions to some level. Like when you hit head on the ground, for example, you go and take a high mark, you come down, hit your head on the ground. If it softens the cushion, that must be less rattling of the brain. Or maybe I'm just really stupid, but I'm surprised that these guys said that helmets are not going to help it. Sure, not the American style metal helmet. They're ridiculous, but... A rubber style helmet. I just, I just can't see why it wouldn't help if everyone was wearing them. Right. Yeah. I. Do you worry though? You know, and again, this is another thing that you know that the that the NFL has had to legislate, if you will. Um, you know, that that players wanting to use the the helmet as a tool, if you will. Um. Do you worry if the uh, if the AFL was to mandate this that it that it would give the the players a false sense of security to to go in there more readily with their head, thinking that they are ultimately protected with this device when they may have a modicum of additional protection, but maybe not enough that would compensate for going in there and getting their bell rung in a way that maybe they hadn't done for a while. Yeah, I don't know. I think courageous crazy players are like that anyway and that wasn't an insult but players that go in really hard they have no fear and that's why they're great so no I don't think so maybe a little bit yeah I um it's uh it is you know it is something that I I worry about what's going to happen you know a decade from now you know with regards to the game Think about that. Well, apparently some doctors say helmets do help and others say they don't. Well, whatever. I'm no doctor. I'm just giving my opinion. Right, right. 
But imagine, let's say these players win the case against the AFL. What's then not going to stop 50 or 100 players that formerly played in the SANFL or the Waffle or the old VFL? What's not going to stop them then suing the SANFL? Well, if that happens, the SANFL and all these other leagues would just go totally bankrupt. Yeah, There's no way they'll have money. So that's the big worry, I think, with all the other leagues. And if players decide to go for a money grab, um, (laughs) it might flow through to other leagues in Australia and everyone goes bankrupt. And then they'll have to form a new league and every player would have to sign a new waiver to play with all these stipulations in it. That's the only way I could see it happening of the league's folding and players getting nothing because no one's got the money anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's it is. Well, you know, back to what you know you do for your day job right now. I mean, you know, while you don't necessarily see it, you know that you are handling things that 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 contain a significant amount of bubble wrap every day. Um, you yeah. know, do you, maybe we start just wrapping the players in bubble wrap, and we, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you have you have you ever seen those those like those big balls that the people ro- you know get that they climb inside of and they kind of roll at each other and that sort of thing? Could we can we play footy with that in that way? Oh man, I don't know. Yes. It I don't really know. is interesting. So I don't know what these ex AFL yeah. players hope to gain other than some money, but send send everyone bankrupt. <laughs> well, and again, I I um. And I know that I know that there are, you know, there are players who have had significant um, health issues related to um, to the head injuries that they've had. And, and the gentleman's I and I, I'm kicking myself for right now because I cannot remember his name off the top of my head is a gentleman that I had on last year on the podcast. So what is your parting word of wisdom for us? Before we go well, today. it's going to be again. If you kick bad for goal, you're going to lose the game. And Adelaide Crows again started bad, kicking bad for goal. So again, cost them the game against uh, the best team. But yeah, what a game! Absolutely enthralling. Ben Keys ripping off Mason Cox's prescription goggles. Well, that's kind of not cool, but that was that was certainly fiery. And the big American kicked two crucial goals. So. Uh, Great game, but yeah, Crow's got to kick better for goal, and everyone does. So, should they have gotten that free kick at the end of the game? Apparently so. That I did hear yesterday, the umpires or the AFL said that uh, Dawson should have got the free. I actually didn't see it personally. I saw him with some blood on his face, but wow, what a player. He played an unbelievable game. So did Nick Dacos. Those two guys were clearly the best two players on the ground, and fantastic both of them okay the gentleman that i was speaking of was sean smith who played for both the ruse and the d's right the mark yes. of the century wasn't it yes yes that's who i spoke to and he had the conversation i had with him when he told me he was sitting at the train station in richmond and was contemplating stepping in front of the train you know because of his because of the things he was dealing with with his head injuries it just i mean i i did not know when that was episode 182 i did not know how to respond to that i was stunned when yeah. when he said that so there there are certainly issues that that people are having well hey mick the la- your last little word of advice here before we wrap up man cuz both of us have to go out and be working men today 
Just have a great day and yeah, practice kicking for goals because goals win matches. As your historian said yesterday, goals is the most important thing. There you go. A game of football. Have a great weekend. Yupper. You too, man. You too. Cheers. All right, ladies and gentlemen, before we wrap up, I do want to quickly mention, and I failed to ask Mick about this as we wrapped up our discussion today, where you can find Mick's work. You can find Mick on Twitter at Mick Aussie. That's M-Y-K-A-U-S-S-I-E if you want to give him a follow. You can also find him over on MickAussie.tv, his sports comedy channel. Uh, he is also on Sports Grid here in the United States every Friday evening. You can find that on YouTube. He's on with Gabe Morenci uh, each week talking footy, talking Canadian football, talking the NFL. Um, just a, a, a great group of guys to get together that uh, to sit down to talk about sports and uh, wagering and that type of thing. So if you've not given Mick a, f- a follow on social media, I encourage you to do so. If you've not checked out his website, check it out. Mick is absolutely passionate about uh sport and his passion about bringing humor to the game as well so mick um i had a bit of a brain fart there and forgot to uh ask my customary where can we find your work at the end but i made sure that i got that in here at the end so ladies and gentlemen thanks so very much for checking out this episode and let's jump back into the regular closing all right mick hey thanks for getting up early man uh just a news flash though we will be able to record at our regular time uh, next Thursday, if that works out for you, because I do not have to work that day because I will be gone on Saturday. I'll be out of town Saturday next week, so uh, I was able to get Thursday off instead. I'm working Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then uh, just Sunday of next week. So only four days instead of five next week. So a few less hours. Uh, I'm going to go visit my sister for the afternoon on Saturday up in Michigan. So there's the round 16 tips. You'll have to let me know where I'm right or wrong. Again, um, Give me uh, some guidance in terms of which club I should be supporting in the BBL. Okay, because I, I really want to get on board with one of those. Uh, there's not a club in Geelong. I don't know if I want to go with one of the Melbourne clubs. Somebody also said if I want to look at one of the underdogs, that maybe the Melbourne Renegades would be a club to consider. Uh, again, I need to read up on them a little bit. Um, now, one thing before uh, I wrap up, I do want to congratulate the Gold Coast Suns. I did see a post that they have reached their highest membership level of all time this week. Um, I think that's that's great news. I think it's great news for the club. It's great news for the comp. Um, again, I do think that if this club was to make finals this year, it is it is a an overall good thing for the health of the AFL to have this club playing finals. Um, and I don't. I, I'm. I'm somebody who I, I would love to see them actually win a uh, you know a spot in the eight this year. Now, at the expense of the Cats, then no. Sorry, you're going to have to wait till next year. But uh, I, I would love to see them get in there just for what I think is the health of the, the, the league, give them some more legitimacy, hopefully bump up their membership even more. But ladies and gentlemen, wrapping up here, look out for one another. Check up on your friends. Tell them you love them. Get out and have that coffee. Okay, sit down and have a discussion about uh, who I should support. And uh, remember, folks, you can find everything related to the podcast over at my website, ayankothefooty.com. Uh, you can get on the mailing list there so that when new episodes come out, they'll be in your inbox within about 10 minutes of once it's been released. 
I've been sending out the link from my website rather than from my podcast host because uh, that then provides links to like a dozen or so different apps where you can listen to the podcast. And I'm having to find a new podcast app to listen to my podcast because the one that I'm accustomed to using called Stitcher is going to be shutting down at the end of August. So uh, I appreciate Lee again, second mention of the episode for mentioning uh, Overcast. I think it's Overcast. Um, I think that's what it's called. Let me check here real quickly. Did I... I want to check on my phone here, so I'm giving them the right uh, name here. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. Yeah, it's called Overcast. Sorry about that. Just sounds like a cloudy day. Um, so, folks, again, you can find everything related to the podcast over my website, yankonthefooty.com. Uh, if you enjoy the show, I hope you'll leave a review over there. Uh, let's me share that out with other people, maybe entice people to check out the podcast. Hopefully, you'll share the episode with your friends and family. Tell them about this crazy American who loves your game. Uh, if you want to help out the podcast, uh, you can click on that Buy Me a Coffee button. Um, you can do that for sure. Um, you can check out my store page. I actually made a sale, sold one the first one of my new stickers uh, earlier today as well. If you've got an idea for a great uh, guest for the podcast, uh, like my most recent interview, uh, the last couple, um, including Cole Hutchinson, Please reach out. I, I love I love the interview aspect of things. Okay, I've I've mentioned I'm I'm never going to be enough of an expert on the game to where I can sit down and, and dissect a game better than than people who've been following it for a quarter century, half century. Now there are people who are working really hard at that and they're doing a great job with it. I'm never going to be that person, but I love being able to tell the stories of people who love this game and are involved in this game. So if you got an idea for a guest, please reach out. I do want to send my best wishes to uh, my uh, my friend Barry Cheatley from uh, the North Melbourne Kangaroos, who, um, and I feel I can mention this because his daughter posted this on social media, he had knee replacement surgery earlier this week. Barry, I hope you are doing well, sir. And uh, again, thank you for introducing me to Mr. Hutchinson. That was awesome on your part. Uh, again, you can find me at yank underscore on Twitter. Uh, you can reach me at yankonthefooty at gmail.com, a Yank on the Footy podcast on Facebook, a Yank on the Footy on Instagram, and I am on fa- uh, YouTube, Rumble, and also on LinkedIn as well. Thanks for the kind words, everybody. And as always, may your dribble kick never hit that post. I will catch you later. This has been episode 274 of A Yank on the Footy. Again, thanks for listening, and please consider sharing the podcast with your friends and family. And until next time, goodbye.